Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, we are on to episode three of the creative process with my good friend and yours, Mr. Red Unit Inc., Mr. Half of the Member Burst, um, Rui. Magarico. Um, so I'm going to try something new. I read somewhere that people like to listen to a bit of a personal uh, bits and pieces on uh, your life at the start of a podcast. And so I thought I'd um, start start just like letting you guys know how my week goes and, you know, what's going on with me personally and stuff like that. I wanted to actually start with uh, the fact that this week I went... Um, I went viral on TikTok, so that's pretty freaking cool. Um, I put up this silly little video. There's like a a trend going around um, that's called uh, hashtag wish list, and it's basically just Christmas um, wish list kind of stuff going on. So it's like you know what I want for Christmas. And so I had this idea to do. Um, over the years, I've had a lot of uh, art supplies given to me. Um, from family members and friends and, and and I just wanted to do a fun little like what not to get artists for Christmas um, and I basically just started with like uh, how to draw books because um, I can't tell you how many of those I've thrown out when I moved out I threw out, threw out so many how to draw books that I never opened never touched um, because they just didn't interest me uh, so it was like that it was like yellow legal notepads just like you know cheap shitty notepads that you can't draw shit on um, you know like that really like paper uh, tissue thin kind of notepads um, what was the other one I'd had on there it was how to draw oh it's connector textures you know the ones we used to make guns out of great to make guns and planes and shit out of in primary school not really good for artists at all. And the final one was, oh, that's right. This one was just fun. I thought it'd be funny. Uh, squiggly scissors, you know, like the scissors when you cut, it just makes like a jagged line. Yeah, um, I just put those in there. Anyway, so I posted that up uh, lunchtime on Friday last week. Uh, that would have been the 29th, Big Black Friday. And it was about 10 o'clock in the morning on Friday that I posted it. And on Friday afternoon at about two o'clock i went back on tiktok while i was at work um just sitting at my desk at work doing my graphic designing trying to keep up with our black friday sale at work and i had five thousand views on it i was like okay that's pretty cool that's that's kind of dope um and you know it 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 rose pretty quickly i was like okay cool nice five thousand likes a few more followers excuse me i'm a bit uh, burpy today and then I got home in the afternoon, sat down at my drawing desk and I was going to do a few more TikToks and I checked it and I had 20,000 views on it within a couple of hours. So it went from 5,000 to 20,000 views within a couple of hours. And I was like, holy shit, what the hell? Um, I think I've gone viral and I don't think they consider that quite viral just yet. So I was like, okay, let's just leave this. We'll see how it goes. Um, I went... Uh, went out with my partner for dinner 
Uh, it was our fourth anniversary. I went out with her for dinner and I told her about it and it was at 30,000 views and I was like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. And I was trying to keep up with the comments and the comments at this point were probably about 100 comments or something like that. I'm trying to keep up with them. Anyway, um, we just left it for the night and I woke up the next morning and it was at 100,000 views and my mind was blown. I woke up to, you know, I went to bed and I think I had like on Friday morning, I had about 450 followers and about 800 and yeah, about 450 followers and there was about 20,000 views on that thing. Um, then in the afternoon, I had about 800 followers. So I almost doubled my following in that time period. Then when I woke up on Saturday morning, there was um, yeah, probably about 100, 150,000 views on this one uh, TikTok video I did. And I had... I think 1,200 followers, which was just fucking phenomenal. So naturally, as you should do, when something works, try it again. And so I did. So I did part two because a lot of the comments on this particular TikTok were like, uh, you know, you sh- for part two, you should do this, you should do that. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, I went in and I did part two. And um, by the end of Saturday... I had 50,000 views on part two and 200,000 views almost on part one, on the first one. So so naturally, I went in on um, Saturday and on Sunday rather. Uh, Then there's about 100,000 views on on Sunday morning on part two, 200, maybe 250k views on part one. Um, And... So naturally, I went in and I did it. A lot of people were like, well, what do I get artists? A lot of people were taking it very seriously. It was just a joke. Like, I was just fucking around. I wasn't seriously telling people not to do this. It was more just to get like artists to be like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, I feel that, I feel that. Um, and I think that's why it resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people have, have gotten a lot of these items for Christmas and they don't, didn't really want them. Anyway, point being, I go in on... Sunday, I do another one of these and I do like what you should get for artists. And even that has gone up to about 50,000. I can't get onto my TikTok right now because I'm recording this on my phone. But um, let me see if I can get on my iPad. Um, So yeah, the crazy thing about that was that it fucking, they're all just up there. And I I went viral and now I have like almost 3,000 followers on TikTok, which is just phenomenal. Like, and... And I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying this. I'm going to keep trying to see if we can do fun trends and see if, like, I'm at the top. If you look up the hashtag Xmas, like X, the letter Xmas, um, you'll find that I'm at the top. Like, I'm in the top nine, which is fucking awesome. Like, it's just, I didn't even expect that to happen. I mean, yeah, sometimes you, you hope that it happens when you do something like that because you want to build a following and especially when you start a new platform and it has the kind of reach that TikTok has. But I I never expected it to be that good. Like I never expected to get, because there's some celebrities that go on there. I saw Charlie Puth the other day and uh, Dwayne Johnson's on there, Ellen, um, Howie Mendel. They just go on, they do three videos and they get a million views because they've got a million people on Instagram or whatever, a couple million on Instagram that follow them, then it comes up on the For You page and people are like, oh yeah, I like Charlie Puth or I like Dwayne Johnson, I'll just... But anyway, 
that has been my week. Um, other than that, we've got the Black Friday sale going on. And if you're interested, guys, my commissions are open now. Um, so just hit me up on Instagram or anything like that. And I can do any or all the type, kinds of drawings you want to do. We've got, um, there's a little carousel. If you're, if you're interested, go on my Instagram. There's a little carousel image on there that will give you the information um, that you need on commissions and what, what I kind of do. When, uh, when it comes to commissions, what my um, different types of commissions are. It's just things like, you know, Christmas cards. I just finished our Christmas card, our family Christmas card. Um, or it's just like drawing of you as a hero. Uh, I can do custom art drawings, you know, fan art. doesn't have to be you. Um, I can even draw you as a cyborg. So that's the kind of stuff that we're offering and we're doing a 10% off uh, all commissions this year. This Christmas so getting quick there's not very many spaces open um, obviously because I need the time to do them and um, if I do a hundred of them then they're not going to get to you by Christmas so getting quick because the spaces will close soon um, I've already had a couple people uh, inquire and ask me about it so yeah just let me know if you're interested and yeah guys um, that's been my week uh, I just wanted to do a sh short little segment at the start here that you guys kind of know what's going on family's good everyone's good I'm just creating just drawing we're working on um, this really interesting thing now that uh, it's not Bryce actually came up with I gotta give him credit me and the Lost Boys are working on this thing so I don't know if you guys remember spider Sona. so it's like the, your Spider-Man persona that came out about this time last year when Into the Spider-Verse came out so uh, we decided with all the hype around the Mandalorian which by the way I am fucking loving greatest show on television right now um <clears throat> with all the hype around that, we decided to do a Mando Sona. So we're doing like a Mandalorian persona thing. So I'm just working right now um, on my Mando Sona. Um, and then obviously once the commissions come in, I'll work on those commissions. I got a Star Wars poster I'm working on, Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not rushing to that because I kind of want to see the movie first, get a feel for what the movie is and then maybe put a bit of that, that life and a bit of that theme. I like to... Um, I really like to understand the theme of it, like what, what the story is trying to tell you when I do a poster and then put that into the poster because it really gives you an understanding. Sorry, I'm really congested today for some reason. really gives you a better feel and it gives the poster a lot of life and the character a lot of life, the characters a lot of life. Anyway, um, thank you for listening, guys. And let's get into the episode with Rui. We had a great episode this week um, and... Yeah, without further ado, let's do it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to my little rant, and I hope you guys like this. Also, um, I'll try and keep up with the Q&As. We might even do them at the, at the front of the show here instead of the back. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we go. 20, 2020's coming. New things went viral on TikTok, so let's see how we go, eh? I'm just working towards being a freelancer. That's all I want to do in my life. I just want to illustrate. I just want to draw. I'm going to sit in my drawing sit at my drawing table every every day and, and live with my family and be around my family and stuff like that so that's what we're aiming for all right guys let's get into it um just here's my chat creative process part three with Rui red unit inc member boys
advertising time. No, I'm not selling anything to you except for the experience of wonderful locally sourced art. The Lost Boys Collective is a business I built with the help of 11 of my favourite illustrators. The Lost Boys are all Australian based and some of the best up and comers in the illustration game here in Oz. Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers, who as you all know has been on the podcast here before, the legend that is Boss Logic, who has been featured on not only Marvel's uh, licensing, but he was just on Joe Rogan's uh, Instagram, the freakishly gorgeous Austin Mengler, the master of fantasy Melvin Chan, the bread guy Kieran Jack of the Halftone Effect podcast and Halftone Productions, the king of the inks Cam Milo Di Pietro Antonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Macarico, aka Red Unit Inc., the DD artisan himself, Will Lehman, the head destroyer, Paldo Wars, the Neon Knight, Keith Stanley, aka Blank Canvas Designs, um, the former host of Draw It Out, and the, co- and the new host of Bad Casting, the King of the Portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the Lemonade Maker, Jordan Morpeth. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram at the Lost Boys Collective. That's at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank all of the Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by the Lost Boys Collective. From all the Lost Boys, thank you for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come, particularly a Batman piece for 80th anniversary. All right, uh, one last thing to advertise, the Lemonade Stand. What's the Lemonade Stand? This episode is also brought to you by the Lemonade Stand. Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand is an online and offline tree that Jordan Morpathart and Making Lemonade branch off of. You can find the Lemonade Stand online at www.thelemonadestand.store where I am selling excuse me, all making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan Morpeth art prints and products. We have pins, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have prints. We have now added my Spider-Man set, also known as Spider Senses, if you saw that on my Instagram, Instagram, um, of prints that I collaborated on with my fellow designer and good friend, Mr. Zach Katz Designs. Oh, we're gonna hit that hard. <laughs> Actually, should put a. Oh no! So the thirty minutes to like bump me and be like, "All right, start to start to wrap it up." Yeah, it's like comedians when they get the timer, they don't have to stick to it. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like most of the ones we've done so far have been forty minutes ish. Forty five. Yeah, we talk too much though. We gotta yeah. we gotta we gotta stay on topic with this one. Try this and... one would be hard to talk about though. So. Yeah. Exactly. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Creative Process. As you heard, as you probably heard in the intro, uh, we've got uh, Rui back, my friend Rui. How are you doing, mate? I'm <laughs> back. <laughs> I think he's I made the same back. joke last week. Probably. <laughs> he's back and he's dead. He's as mumbly as ever. Yes, mumble boys. Yes, yes, yes. Um. So this week we're gonna sit. We're gonna talk. We're probably I don't know if you're sitting, Rui, but I'm sitting. I'm um, sitting. But we're, we're sitting down. Well, you guys should sit down too. Uh, maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're. Because we're we're about, about to knock the wind out of your goddamn kneecaps, boys. 
and girls. <laughs> so don't be doing some cardio while you're listening to this shit. <laughs> or do, you know. Just, everyone just everyone likes the challenge. <laughs> um, so this week we have decided we're going to get into uh, the big and wonderful world of the interwebs and social media. We're going to talk to you guys about social media and the importance of social media uh, when you are a creative and an artist mm-hmm. and how we use social media as we try to do here on Making in the Age is talk about things that we know, not things that we don't know, things that we have experience with. So let's get into it. So social media. Um, how about we start with what platforms the two of us use? I use Instagram, I use TikTok, I use Twitter, I use LinkedIn, um, Facebook as a collateral to Instagram because you can't not have Facebook nowadays if you've got Instagram. Uh, and I use YouTube. I still consider YouTube a social media. It's a platform of sorts. What about you, man? Um, I've got... YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, and I guess Spotify and iTunes and all that for podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, does that count as social media? Not really. Kind of. It's still a platform, I suppose. It's a platform, yes. Yeah. So it's basically, basically um, Instagram. Instagram is probably the most I'm pushing at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, YouTube's, YouTube's going well, too. Yeah. And uh, TikTok is going all right. TikTok My phone keeps great. going nuts whenever I try to record something, so it's been pissing me off lately. What do you mean? Oh, it just, like, overheats and then gets really slow when I start getting too intricate with videos. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. mine, um, I, think, uh, I think with <clears throat> TikTok particularly... Mine, uh, mine has a spat because I try to do too much complex shit, yeah. and I don't think it wants you to. It's not, it's not quite been updated for intricacy just yet. Just want you to do simple shit. Um, but TikTok's really good. I've had a lot of success as I actually um, added a little bit in the front here talking about you know what's been going on in my life, and as you guys said, I had a bit of success recently on TikTok uh, that I was um, fortunate to have some of that organic reach really a couple of my videos blew up um, stupid little videos I was doing that made absolutely no logical sense as to why they are they blew <laughs> up <laughs> and I tried to recreate it and there's just no recreating it um, I managed to do some part twos and stuff of those videos that just went almost as popular but I just I don't I don't know how it works. Uh, no, but <laughs> yeah, but to uh, my surprise, that allowed me to uh, build a bigger following on TikTok over the weekend than I have on Instagram over the last five years. Yeah, so that gives you guys an idea of why you should be using new platforms like LinkedIn and TikTok and all that kind of thing. Um, and keeping an eye and keeping your finger on the pulse and not saying no to these platforms because, yes, TikTok may die like and might go the way of Vine or Snapchat or something like that. But if you are successful in transferring your audience to other platforms that don't die, then everybody's a winner. 
Yeah, that's that's the secret. That's the the real. Once you've figured out how to go into other platforms that are that have better reach, and transferring them either to your Etsy where you get prints or your Instagram or your YouTube, basically the areas that are harder to get that reach and get that audience, um, you're winning. Mm. Yeah, Once you've got that, the- you're sorted. Yeah, exactly. And that's the trick. And a lot of people have said to me, well, why would an artist need a video platform? Uh, why would I need to be dancing and twerking on TikTok with all teenagers? Well, here's the thing, guys. Think about this. When you have an audience, uh, your audience, especially as comic book artists and, and superhero, let's, let's be honest, all the shit we draw is for children. <laughs> and yeah. it's made for children. And it uh, is I mean, prim- well, if those children grow up, and there's a, there's a larger percentage these days that kind of uh, follow on. But primarily, things like Star Wars and comic books originate as being made for children, and a large portion of our audiences will be children. Um, um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like halfway in younger generations. Yeah, yeah, me too. Or younger generations, I find it's quite actually... Um, reasonably and not that i've ever taken a server but it's reasonably even on the people that come up to my convention pages and stuff like that and you're even if you're a musician or you're an actor or whatever your creative you might be making pottery um whatever your creative process and your creative outlet is you'll find that these platforms um will be the place to go to follow where where the younger generations go and the younger people go because a lot of people will age out of being fans of you. Mm. Um, I know particularly bands find this. Um, I've had friends who are in pop punk bands and they found that their their audience just aged out and they would lose a lot of them, but they weren't able to get the next lot of people coming through to kind of um, to keep the band going, <laughs> to keep whatever it is. That's what going. that's what I'm. I'm kind of like hesitant with TikTok Mm. is because TikTok is very much like an ADHD like app where you laugh like move on you don't there's no it's a lot harder to follow someone and actually like do stuff on TikTok because TikTok is like for now it's just like wasted like if you're bored if you're bored and you don't want to like pay attention to anything or invest in anything you just go on and you keep swipe you keep scrolling up that's that's what you keep doing that's what i use it for if i'm bored i just go on tiktok and and just watch stuff till like you know and i i do click follow on stuff but i would never go on the following page i always go on the for you page oh okay yeah, I like to go. I find that even the follow, um, not to sit on TikTok for too long, but it's 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 quite topical. I find that even the following page, I will go on there and I will I'll go on the for you, see what's going on there, and then I'll go on the follow like the people on following page, um, especially because it's a lot of artists and mm-hmm. I just try to consume for like ten minutes whatever they're doing, whatever artists are doing, um, in in my particular niche, and it's a good idea to follow people who are in your niche and just paying attention to what they're doing on a daily basis. Um, it can give you some ideas. But I try, I tend to do that. And then um, what I'll find, though, is that I'll get people's videos that I'm following from, like, a week ago. 
Like it's not even the timeline doesn't even make any bloody sense. It makes no that that following page makes no sense to me whatsoever because there'll be some videos that like you go onto the page and you go back to find it and it, they they posted it like two fucking weeks ago. Right. It's just the algorithm. I mean, I'm still doing some research into the algorithm and trying to figure out. Apparently, they've released a lot of information on the algorithm. It's just a matter of you know, reading the articles and shit. But yeah, this is it's just very strange. You think Instagram and Facebook's algorithm is is a mystery. This one's a real enigma to me. But um, again, like we're saying, worth it. Um, I try to post my art and whatever I'm doing on LinkedIn as well. Uh, a little bit more of a professional platform, so. Yeah, how's LinkedIn going for you? Do you? Yeah, I I more or less use it for a kind of a portfolio. Right. Um, I mean, I use all of my stuff, all of my social media as a portfolio, but it's one of those things where um, only certain things will I post on there. Like I won't post um, post podcast stuff on there, but I'll post uh, you know a drawing that I did recently and 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 do a little spiel about that. I kind of treat it a little bit like I used to Facebook because it's got kind of Facebook-esque capabilities. Right. Um, but I try not to put too much focus into that because, yes, there's job opportunities on there, but you know what, in my personal opinion, I've, I've spent some time just messaging people on LinkedIn and all that, and people are pretty fucking freaking pompous on there. Like, mm. everyone's pretty... Uh, Every message I get back isn't like, oh, hey, yeah, awesome, nice to, nice to chat. It's like, okay, good luck with that. Like, I'll be yeah, like, right. you know, I'm just looking to um, get, I'm an illustrator and I'm looking at getting into this. Okay, yeah, good for you. Like, that's all you kind of get because it's just that corporate kind of. Yeah, it's already got that mentality behind it. Yeah, I wouldn't, as, as an up-and-comer, I wouldn't use LinkedIn mm. as of yet. Once yeah, you get, it's, it's once, not a bad lead generator, but yeah, I don't agree. Yeah, once you've got, once you've got like, you just want somewhere that you can immerse yourself, find like-minded people, and and do what you do at the start. You don't, you don't need to manage your career yet. You need to, what you need to do is get into the, a routine, get into a mindset, and build a, like a repertoire of people that can help you get to that place you know you don't you're not gonna you're not gonna you know kill it straight away don't ever think you're gonna kill it straight you might not even kill it for the first five years you know you could just be working on stuff and and honestly the best thing that i've that i've noticed is you just have to just just work on stuff that's the best way that i've dealt with it mentally yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of find is that, you know, it's taken me, I have a very small following on Instagram. It's taken me five years just to get to about 1,300 followers. And, you know, some of the Lost Boys have bigger followings, and I know you've got a little bit of a bigger following, but it doesn't really matter too much how many people are watching you. It's more about what kind of people are watching you. And what kind of people you're engaging with on yeah because you could have like ten thousand people but like you know not even like one percent of them you know buy your things or you know yeah exactly and at the end of the comment on your stuff yeah exactly 
and we want to kind of, um, you know, well, if that's your if that's your aim, if that's what you're trying to do, if you want to be a professional, of course you want to sell an art, um, sell your art and sell your services as a freelancer or yeah, you know, maybe you're a musician, you're, you're you might be a um, a uh, producer, music producer, or maybe you're a studio <clears throat> musician. You kind of want to, you know, the more people who know you, of course, the more yeah. likely you are to get jobs. But yeah, but don't, don't niche, focus on it so much. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, definitely. We can't all be a boss logic or a Jackson Casters for that matter. To be honest, um, I don't think that like boss logic and and Boss Logic, I feel like, only recently started getting, like, good gigs. Like, before, I do I do think that he was, you know, grasping. It's not it's not easy to get clients when you're just posting on Instagram. You have to actually, like, oh, yeah. email them and show them how you can benefit them in any way. Yeah, you can draw, like, a human head really well, but mm-hmm. how is that going to make them money? Yeah, 100%. And that's that's the the part of social media that you need to you need to understand is that most of the time you're just sharing stuff and working on prints for people to actually like get clients that will pay money for you. You need to prove to them that you can benefit their company in any way. Of course, yeah. Bring bring value. What what kind of so this is the thing, this is how kind of business works is uh, whether you've got a product or whether you've got um, a service that you sell, you need to be able to show people uh, what problem can you solve for them that they can't solve themselves. Yeah. And that is the crux of being a professional. If you know, and marketing obviously, if you know what problem you can solve for people, um, like for instance, I'm running my, you know, mine and Rui's uh, Christmas commissions are open. Are yours open yet? No, not yet. Um, not yet. Next well, week. I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do it at the same time as you were doing yours. Oh, fair enough. Um, no, no, thank you very much. Very kind of you. Um, well, cr- Christmas commission. So my Christmas commissions are open um, as of a couple of days ago, and the the problem I'm solving for people is one. Uh, maybe they want present Christmas present for their family, but that's not necessarily going to be a gangbusters kind of selling product because one, I, can, I only have before Christmas two or three weeks to do commissions, and um, I only have so much time to do them. So therefore, I only have so many spots open. Mm. Otherwise, people aren't going to get Christmas presents done. Um, yeah. And so, but, you know, if you want to use that as an example, that, sol- that problem is solving a Christmas present for someone who enjoys art and or pop culture. Um, you know, you'd, I like to be personalized. I'm working on one right now for someone, and it's for him and his brother, and we're, we're drawing them, I'm drawing them as Jedi. So, you know, obviously they're Star Wars fans, and it's a personalized, very personalized, sentimental piece of art for them. Yeah. And so that's the problem that I'm solving there for them. But if you're not thinking about this kind of thing, then you're not, um, you're not, you've got to take this kind of stuff seriously. But at the same time, like Rui said, 
you cannot rely upon social media. Social media is more of a digital gallery, especially things like Instagram. Um, and it's it's what it's good for is helping you find kind of the communities that you belong in and the niche. It it's, makes it much easier for you to find your niche market. Yeah. Um, however, it does not necessarily mean that you will go gangbusters. And it's it's a hustle. It's 100% a hustle. Like sending emails and all that kind of thing is also very important. I mean, I can't tell you how many illustration agencies have kicked me back because they just don't. They either already have uh, fan artists or movie poster artists on their, uh, on their list of uh, clients that they, what's the word? Um, represent or they mm-hmm. have, you know, they just don't know how to market or who to market my work to. And that's perfectly okay because especially that kind of thing, you, you want to have someone that knows what they're doing and yeah. can, you know, do the absolute best for you and have some passion about you and what you do as well, just as much as you do yourself. Um, yeah. Hey, so, um, yeah. Yeah. So go on, go on. No, no, no. Um, continue what you're saying. I'm going to move on to another. No, I was just topic. thinking like in terms of like with social media, how do you like price a commission when someone comes to you for a commission? Okay. So, I have uh, my, personally, my commission prices are fluid. <laughs> um, yeah. They're constantly changing. Right. Uh, it depends on the person. Um, it depends on the job. It depends on what they want. I have a kind of, um, I try not to undervalue myself. Yeah. But, you know, around this time, I'm always giving a 10% discount. Um and then I try to, you know, the first first in best serve. So sometimes if I feel like charging ten dollars less, I'll charge ten dollars less, depending on the on the job um, and right. how quick I think I can get it done. But I don't. The one thing I don't do is, um, and you don't have to do this, but I suggest you do, uh, is I don't charge by the hour anymore. I used to, but I don't do that anymore because. Um, you could do a job for one person that could take you an hour and then the next person who comes along who's, um, you know, word of mouth has come to you via the, the, the initial person you did the job for, asks you to do a job that takes you five hours and right. then they can get shitty because, you know, they know how much you charge the other person and they thought that's how much it was going to cost. And so, so I like to value per job. Um, I kind of take that from my design training because designers uh, tend to value by the job, not by the um, by the hour. Because mm. also, let's be honest here, uh, trading your time for, for money is a pretty archaic kind of concept. Yeah. At least that's how I feel. Um, you know, that's you, you might as well just be working for someone else for a salary. And, and that's why we're doing this, is so that we don't have to have those nine to fives. Yeah. Um, and if you're running and at the moment, game, I'd love a, I'd love a nine to five. I'm doing seven to four. So. <laughs> nine, to, nine to five sounds great. Yeah, yeah, doing an over the top, an over the topper. 
Well, I'm doing an eight till four, so I suppose it's it's, it's similar. Same hour. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> um, drives a shit time to be on the roads in Sydney as well, so oh, yeah. I try to get out just before four. Um, but yeah, I just try to value by the by the job um, because here's the thing: if you undervalue yourself. And we could probably get into this in another episode, but if you undervalue yourself, then people are going to undervalue your work. Yep. And if you cheapen your work, um, figuratively, uh, literally, you're going to cheapen your work figuratively as well. Yeah, and that's yeah. the battle that you have on um, bringing it back to social media. That's the battle that you have is you're giving free artworks free like consumption right yep so people are looking at it for free like why should they you know buy something for you or commission you to do it that it's it's then your job to convince them and tell them that there's more to just looking at the artwork it's it's about if you if the person's artwork like hits you to purchase their artwork or commission if you love their style so much that you can get a commission off it you know it's hmm. all it's all it's all related yeah 100 percent. and here's the thing man like you got to think of your work whether you're offering a service or a product and that's we do both you got to hmm. think of your work as um as a, as a product. So, okay, so I'll use a very extreme incident. If you want to go and see Tony Robbins and you want to go and do one of his uh, seminars for three days, that'll probably, co- I believe that costs a couple grand. Yeah, um, one and a half. And that's, that's undervaluing it. That's, yeah. He's undervaluing that. Um, but that's because he knows he can get probably 10 to 100,000 people to that event in a weekend in any given city. So he's going to make either he can, he can charge um, 2,000 people or 5,000 people 10 grand, or he can charge 100,000 people three grand. And you can do it either way. Um, but I, I really like the idea of doing, uh, trying to figure out a way to do less work for more money. Yeah, um, and value my work much higher. Well, that's um, the that's the end goal, isn't it? It's sort of like it's sort of like once you feel like you've you you start off at one price, and then once you feel like you've leveled up, then you bring the price up, and then you hmm. try to see if people match it, if people like it, if people are still buying it, then you know you're it's you're trying to not undervalue yourself, but then if you overvalue yourself and no one's buying, then, you know, it's yeah. time to reevaluate what, what you're doing. And say you go from one, say you're doing the convention scene, you're doing, you got one year you're doing prints for 10 bucks. And then the next year you go up to 20 bucks and you notice that if it gives the same amount of, if you get the same amount of money, or similar amount of money at the end of the con than you did with the 10, mm. then you're doing great. If you yeah. get a lot less 
like half of what you normally get, then maybe think about either going back to 10 for a while until your your work is like known and people are buying your work because it's your work, or maybe try 15 and see how that goes. Yeah. But it's all it's all like trial and error, and as much as we'd hate to say it, it does depend on people valuing your work, and it's really up to you to put that in people's heads. Yeah, and it's 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 a fine line as well. And the re- the reason why I brought up the the Tony Robbins thing is that you if you want to go and see Tony Robbins, you have to pay that price. Full stop. There's no negotiating. Mm. There's no unless they maybe have a sale on. But that's you know that's like any business. You go to Woolies and you need toothpaste. You're not bartering with the guy at the front desk going ah, but look, I've only got you know two dollars and it says that it's four. Like you're not doing that. And this is how you have to treat your art is that, you know, if someone comes to you and they say, look, I want a commission, but I've only got a hundred bucks. And I was actually talking to um, Jen about this the other day because she, she was asking me what my kind of commission price was and she thought it was a bit pricey. And I had to explain to her kind of like, here's the thing. If someone comes to me and says, I've only got a hundred bucks, but I want a commission, I can go, okay, well, that's not going to get you a color commission or a full body color, A3, like the whole nine yards, but you can get this amount, mm. this much, or you can get, uh, you know, whatever it may be for that price. And that's perfectly okay because you give people an option. You give them that option. And like you said, at the end of the day, coming back to social media, social media is a place to give away as much value as you think you're willing to give um, and as much value as people are willing to take so that they do appreciate and respect and and value your work when they mm. come to and they'll want you know a lot of people so Kerwin Ray was talking about this um, at a seminar I went to recently and he was talking about how people come to him he gives away so much value that people come to him and go man I went on your website and there's actually no products or merchandise or anything for me to buy I wanted to support you but what he actually does is he just sells a a Tony Robbins-esque seminar. That's what his business is. It's just about scaling your business. And he will actually come to him and say, I want to buy something off you to support you because you've given me so much value. Yeah. And it's about, you know, striking that balance between offering up a service and also giving more value than you take from people. For a certain period of time, until people people start to catch on and and um, respect you for the value that, that that you give them, and that's kind of what social media is about. It's not really about lead generation or um, selling, because a lot of people use social media to sell their products, um, and it's cringy. <laughs> like people I mean, can see through it. I mean, we we're always obviously selling, but we're doing more than that. We're just having fun. I feel like that's the best thing to do is it's like when you're trying to like blatantly constantly sell something to people yeah that you're just like uh like just buy my stuff please you know mm. that's when they get like they get scared they just want to they just want to like see through that too they see through it but if you're like if you're passionate about that stuff and you're like hey I did this and you know, I'm going to try and sell it now. If you guys can support, that'd be great. 
Mm. Or if you put out a product that people loved and they want to see more of the same product, then go for it, you know? Mm. Yeah, of course. And it's all about, and, and social media is the, is the ground zero for those kinds of things. Like it's like, it's to get an idea of whether you should get some prints made on that particular piece. Yeah, or, it's not, also, you know, you're not, you, you shouldn't on. be, you shouldn't be selling, you know, like just go on Instagram and just start selling. That's not the point. The point is no. put out an artwork. If people like it, then you're like, hey, I heard you guys like it. So would you like to purchase it? And then that's mm. when they say yes or they say no, go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing in social media is at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's not, it's not a sales, uh, you know, it's, it's a television network. YouTube is your own personal television, podcasting, radio, uh, film, studio network. Um, and, you know, that's what makes, you know, our pod, this podcast, your podcast possible. However, it's, yeah, like you said, it's not, it should not be used as a blatant, hey, here's our product buy our products, um, this is why. And that's why things like giveaways work really well because they get people's attention. And, and we're giving them back. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's all about, like, if you support someone enough and they're, they're genuinely grateful for your support, you're going to get something back. Yeah, 100%. You, you either get back, like, a friend, someone to talk to, you know, I've like throughout this giveaway, I've actually like gone really, you know, a lot of people have actually like talked to me and I've spoken to people and people that really like the stuff. And I'm so glad that they like the stuff. And the, especially the pins, the pins have been doing incredibly well on this giveaway is like me giving back because Joker pin sold out and I happened to find a spare <laughs> that I think Zach gave me three. I thought I, I I kept one. I thought I gave the other two away, but turns out I only gave one of those away. Uh-huh. And I found one, and I was like, I'm going to do a giveaway. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone wants it. I'm not going to put it up for sale. You know, it's I want to give people the chance to, you know, show that they really do love the, the product and they love the, the ideas that we had and the, the art style and this is this is them giving back and oh, this is me giving back sorry to those people that pretty much made it made it possible for us to get the Wonder Woman ones out and the yeah. the Gotham City sirens so it's give and take with with audience and followers and it should be give and take I mean yeah 100%. there are some people that take 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 and they don't give um but some, that stuff falls apart very quickly unfortunately yeah um but there are people in this community that you know they don't they, i don't know i don't i don't want to call yeah, anyone look, that's it's, not, it's very that's, easy no 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 of course not and it's very easy to fall into cynicism um, yeah and i know you you can often feel like a needle in the haystack when 
you're on social media, mm. especially uh, now that a lot of people have gotten onto Instagram. But that is why, and I'll go back to where we started, that is why it is important, very important, to be an early adopter of, of uh, social media platforms, of all yeah. kinds of social media platforms, because... The organic reach is almost always when it's when it's popular and when there's lots of uh, users, active users. Um, I believe TikTok now has something like uh, I think it's I know it's a seventy-four billion dollar company, and I know it has something like whoa a, a billion maybe maybe it could be five hundred million active users every single day. And the organic reach on that shit is phenomenal. That's crazy, man. Yeah. There's kids, there's people on there right now that have following that weren't even asking for one and they don't know what to do with it. That's how popular this platform is. And that's That's pretty funny. I've actually. Oh, yeah, Instagram. But then that that got way out of hand and people people started making too much money from. Yeah, and every man and his dog is on Instagram now. And now. The, 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 at least this is what my boss from my job seems to think, but it's, it's probably true. I've noticed it a little bit. The influencer community is kind of falling apart because mm-hmm. no one knows where to put their money. No one knows. People put their money into the wrong influencer, so it doesn't work. And then yeah. they don't come back because, you know, they might have a, a burnt product. Yeah, they might have a supplement product and they ask Boss Logic to fucking like put it up on their Instagram or whatever and yeah you know they lose out because it's not their audience because it's not their audience it's not their, they're just looking at the follow account not yeah the, not the actual market that the person is, is speaking to and yeah the whole influencer kind of community is falling apart but in saying that uh, Logan Paul Brittany Furlong um, King Batch uh, Day Storm there's probably some names you know they all started on Vine, and Vine and TikTok yeah. is basically the new version of Vine. And now they're massive, huge, fucking millionaire um, YouTubers and, and, and influencers and, and celebrities. Not that's, to say that's, that that's the goal, but that's like the, that's an idea. The, those are the rare few, because you know, Logan Paul, everyone dream cases, yeah. Yeah, very extreme. It's like Logan Paul. Don't forget that Logan Paul was also on the the Disney Channel. That's true. Yes. And Jake so Paul. Some of them have a bit of it. Yeah. So you know they already had their connections. They knew where to go with for like sponsors and stuff. You know, if you're just yeah. some, if you're just like some kid living in fucking Wollongong, you know, mm. and you get that much attention, you're gonna have. No idea what to do. No, no, you need to and have it's, a plan. And, a, and a, it's an art. It's an, like, it's, a, it's an art to like, you know, get like get a following and then get most of that following to back you all the way. To stay relevant, you know, <laughs> like to stay relevant and and constantly keep. Like, why do you think Prince and David Bowie and Michael Jackson have so many different? phases in their careers because they had to they had to change it yeah they had to change it up they had to they either had to change it or they wanted to change it yeah well yeah well creativity kind of forces you to want to change it like 
the weekend's latest um, music doesn't sound anything like what he's done before. Yeah, he, I actually heard one of his songs. He, in, <laughs> he invented he invented a style, and then people started copying it, and it became mainstream. And now he's reinventing himself because he needs to he needs to move on. He needs to he can't be doing that style forever because people are starting to bite it and you know change it up a bit and. And, and use his style. So you need to do something new and be ahead of the curve. And that's that's why Kanye stays so relevant, regardless of his what you think of him as a, as a person. His music stays relevant because not one of his albums is the same. Yeah, he's constantly changing. Constantly, constantly, consistently changing because the world just changes. Like you've got to, you've got to move with it because if you stay stagnant, you're just you're fucked. <laughs> And that's why that's why celebrities are all over social media. That's why people like The Rock and Kevin Hart and all that they pick up Gary V. They pick up the latest social media platform before anybody else does, mm. because they start to see the climate changing and the direction and the, the the place where the attention is getting is changing to. Like I give it I give it five years and TikTok will have knocked Instagram off the off the map. Really? If if they're if they're smart, I think they will. Have. Um, if they keep upgrading and they stick to the core of it, there is a little bit of a whisper that Instagram's going to um, try and put into their platform, like they did the Snapchat with the stories kind of thing. They're going to try and put into their platform something like TikTok. But right. they, bitched, they bitched it when they did IGTV. They, they had a pretty firm stance on having vertical video there. And only vertical video. It wasn't short form, but it was still only ten minute vertical video. And within six months, they were like, people were complaining that it wasn't vertical and it should be horizontal, and they they changed it. Yeah. Within six months. So I don't know. Who knows? But um, honestly, Facebook knows that the Facebook advertising platform is very popular. It's the number one advertiser next to Google, and um, Instagram is obviously their number one platform. It's the number one platform in the world right now. Social media right. platform next to, yeah, it's even more popular than YouTube. Um, but YouTube just kind of does their own thing. They're, they're their own entity. Um, but yeah, the, uh, there is whispers that they're going to try and take TikTok off the market. But TikTok's been around um, in the form of Musical.ly for years now. So I don't think they're going anywhere too soon. No. Nah. Um, they are a very popular business and people are starting to make money off the platform, starting to get some phenomenal reach on the platform. Um, yeah, yeah. And just the fact that I'll be staying on the platform, just the fact that I, you know, made almost 3,000 new followers in four days from like three videos, um, three stupid videos that took me less than half an hour to put together. Um, <laughs> It's just crazy, and it's you know it makes sense. And and there's a lot of celebrities starting to move over there. I saw Terry Crews and um, The Rock. Oh yeah, they're all they're there's all a moving. lot of people. Even Arnie's on there, just like doing look, workouts it, to his old workout video. <laughs> look, it just it just makes you like it, it gives an understanding that if you've got celebrities that are already on like the pinnacle of their career or they they were like the talk like who doesn't know arnie right who doesn't know will smith yeah. the fact that yeah. they're jumping on social media and 
something. Just creating, there's like, you know, it's something different. And we're still yeah. figuring it out. We're still figuring out all sorts of things. We're still figuring out the effects that it has on our minds because it's only been around for like, how long would you even say, 10 years? Yeah, less than 20 years. MySpace would probably have been maybe 15 years ago, if that, like late. Yeah, and that was before it was even like relevant, you know? Yeah. Like Facebook, when it first started, there was like not that much to do on Facebook. No, not really at all. Still isn't. (laughs) Yeah, still isn't. Yeah, I forget it exists sometimes. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's just, strange to think how quick it's it's growing and you know youtube like where it was like i would call it the peak back in like 2000 2012 probably Mm. um as to where it is now and that that was entirely like governed by advertising agencies you know yeah, 100%. And YouTube's now the one, number one place for people to advertise. Like, yeah. you know, people will run television ads at the, at the exact same television ad as they'll run on YouTube. Like, I always get Colgate ads and all those kind of companies, and then I see them on Free to Air the few times I watch Free to Air at my grandmother's house or some shit. And yeah. people are running, they're running the same, the companies are running the same ads, so they know where the attention is. And yeah, like, the, I think the moral of the story here should be follow the attention. Like attention is valuable. Um, like the perfect example, an extreme example, but the perfect example is um, Kylie Jenner is now worth $1.5 billion because of her 17 million followers or whatever it is on Instagram that she turned into a makeup business. Yeah. Um, off the back of her sister, sister's sex tape uh, with Ray J, who is now no longer relevant. Um, and Interesting, that, isn't it? Sold the company to a makeup company. Yeah, it's very... I mean, Ray J's just released some headphones. That's the last I've heard of them. Yeah, I know, YouTubers but... YouTubers are talking about them, but now... Oh, just the, it, that family's just the past. They're not even everyone. close to, like, what... You know what the the Kardashians and Jenners have done. Yeah, it's and that's right. like and that's what we're saying is like first just actually you know what as much as they're like disliked the the Kardashians and the Jenners are probably the best example of hello yeah can you hear me yeah 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 oh okay I heard you say my name um oh. so. The Kardashians are probably the best example of, like, how I would approach social media. 100%. Like, first yeah. you just start off, 100%. you just start off being around, posting stuff, just being you. Mm. Then you gather the followers. Obviously, don't put a sex tape up. That's not, I'm not talking about, <laughs> I'm using it as an example, not, not yeah. following it plan by plan. <laughs> but there will most likely, if you just keep posting, there will most likely be, on, on multiple occasions, there will be that thing that gets your attention. And then yeah, you need to continue snowballing that. And mm-hmm. not to put pressure on anyone, 
if you can't keep it up, don't worry about it. You'll have another chance. There's not that one chance. It's going to keep happening. Yeah, you know what Especially, the worst thing that can happen to you is to go viral as well. If you don't know what, what to do with it. Mm. One of the worst things that can happen to you is to go viral. <laughs> I mean, that's when you right. quickly hit up some, you know, mentorships and talk to people yeah. about, like, what to do. Um, but, yeah. yeah, just do that. And then it's once you've got, like, a good amount of followers, then it's time for you to start the conversion and that's in no way I don't want people listening to this that are that are like our followers or anyone else's followers thinking that the whole plan is to you know get followers to make money it's not mm. it's, no, it's once you have the followers <clears throat> once you have the followers you put you put stuff out there that mm. if they would like to purchase then they can purchase and then you can start making a living making things that the people that you follow like to buy. So it's a, it really is just like a win-win situation. No one's losing. The person is buying, the, the follower is buying a product that they like from the person that they like and you're creating things for the people that have followed you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And once you get that snowballing and and it, you keep that going, it's it's you know it's magical. It's great. It's it something to be very grateful of. And we're living, we're arguably living in one of the best times in human history. One of yep. the easiest times, one of the easiest times to be successful. Um, someone like Jerry Seinfeld or Ellen DeGeneres or any of those even anyone in the 90s, nowhere near as easy to quote-unquote blow up as it is now um, yeah. and get successful as quick as, as, as people are getting these days. Um, but I think that's a perfect place to leave it off. Yep. Um, and, and I think, if anything, guys, the moral of the story today is if you're going to use social media to promote your work, use it genuinely. Uh don't use it sparingly, but be thoughtful about it. Try not to sell your product. Um, the hard sell is almost gone now. It's almost no longer a thing. The door-to-door salesman kind of hard sell thing is, is gone. That's why we don't like the people at the shopping center who are standing in the middle trying to give you a, a oh, flyer yeah. for Uber Eats or whatever the fuck it is. So don't be that guy on social media. And just have fun and just use your social media as a, as a platform, as a personal gallery. Uh, usually YouTube is a personal TV network, um, a podcast network or whatever it may be. And, yeah, just 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 have fun with it. Socialize. It's called social media for a reason. It's not marketing media. It's not uh, yeah. selling media. And I, I think do that's like, the Yeah, like throw stuff out, like engage with, people that that follow you that's what it's for like for yeah. example right after this i'm going to be doing a q a on my instagram story just for fun you know there you go nice yeah i actually just did a live stream just before this for that point yeah minutes. and it's all about that it's not you know it's so not always about people. how much money can i make you squeeze know? out of this yeah yeah, yeah it's not it's not about that 
Yeah, but take them all seriously, obviously. But yeah, don't 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 take them too seriously. The internet's all all about fun and enjoying yourself and and talking to your people. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Rui, do you want to tell the people where you can find them, where you can find the podcast and all that? So I am on two separate things on social media. I'm on Red Unit Inc. at on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Red Unit Inc. and on my YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it's all Mumble Boys, and I'm also Mumble Boys on Twitter. So you can find me on those. Mumble Boys is basically two best friends, me and my best friend. We play video games and we talk about geeky stuff on a podcast. And lately, I've been reacting to trailers, which is fun, and giving my opinions mm. on things because that's the best thing that I can do. Um, yeah. I'm good at giving my opinion. <laughs> so that's why you're on here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where you can awesome. find me. Fantastic. And um, Rui's podcast is the number one podcast I listen to every week because it's just top quality and it's all about doing and you're doing exactly you're doing what you love and what makes you happy and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because that comes that comes Thanks, through man. everything you do. I appreciate uh, and that's it. That's what I try to try to do here and try to strive for with making lemonade you guys know where you can find me at jordan wolf art um on tiktok instagram i'm jordan morpeth on twitter but i might be changing that to make lemonade or um, the lemonade stand but just look up jordan wolf for now uh, you can also find everything making lemonade on youtube uh, i'm also on there it's jordan morpeth art i'm um and you can find the every update on making lemonade on at Make Lemonade Podcast on Instagram. Um, so yeah, if you want to find me, just look up Jordan Morpeth. It's in the artwork above. Um, and please try to give a review on iTunes. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, obviously that's difficult, but if you're listening on iTunes and if you're listening on YouTube, please comment, subscribe, all that wonderful stuff. Thank you again, Rui, for coming on. This has been oh, it's a my pleasure. process. <laughs> This has been the creative process with uh, Mr. Red Unity. Um, and as always, I've been your host of Making Lemonade. Stay with you guys. I hope And that's that.
cause I can't get enough Only one that I get more time, cause I got us for ya Might make an exception for ya, cause I've been feeling ya Think I might be out of my mind, I think that you're the one My last made me feel like I would never try again But when I saw you, I felt something I never felt Come closer, I'll give you all my love If you treat me right, baby, I'll give you everything My last made me 